everybody, and welcome back to the BC Buckets podcast, the official podcast of Briarcliff University Basketball. I'm Matt Gall. We're up here in the coaches' offices at the Newman Flanagan Center, and I'm joined by head coach Mark Sfigera. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Good to be back. Yeah, good to, good to see you again, and we'll talk about uh, the games that happened this week here in a little bit. But before we do that, I have to acknowledge the fact that we've got our full crew here today with Bobby Beach Patterson joining us here to my left, and then across the table, Kevin Potterbaum, Sports Information Director at Briarcliff. So it feels good to have the whole crew back together. Bobby, what what have you been up to? Well, it's been talked about on the show a little bit. Uh, had a few family Christmases that I had to take care of, and uh, obviously get some family time in, and then uh, last week... We had it a little early, but I was uh, at church, so obviously uh, church came first to me. So uh, it's glad to be back after a little bit of a hiatus, but uh, I'm happy to be here. Kevin, you've also been absent uh, the last week or so. So I know, uh, I think illness had hit your household last week. How's everybody feeling? Uh, everybody's doing a lot better. Uh, the twins are got over their first illness, so I'm uh, taking my baby steps as a parent to realize what the heck to do. and. I probably screwed it up, but they made it. Bobby said obviously twice already. Yeah, yep, I've got a tally going. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Bobby, you know, you walked in here, and, and before we started recording, you disputed uh, our guest from last week, Michael Collison, who commented on the fact that you say the word obviously a lot, and you said that that, in fact, does not happen. But as Coach Figueroa just said, he's already counted two today. So uh, we're going to go ahead and, and just let – whatever we record here today be in fact the truth uh, and so far it's not looking good for for your claim that Michael Collison was incorrect so let's jump into last week's games and you know looking at the two scores uh, I think most people probably would have if you were to read those scores uh, flip-flopped who they would have guessed those would have been against uh, and the first game was Wednesday night here in the Newman Flanagan Center. Jamestown came down and uh, played a rematch from a game earlier in the season. And you guys really controlled that game and won 86-70 to 70, uh, on a night where you guys played pretty well on both sides of the court. How would you feel about that performance? Well, that was one of the more complete performances I think we played all year, um, if you factor in offense and defense. We put together a game plan. Guys really executed it at a high level, and it wasn't anything – outside the norm a couple of little tweaks here and there but guys really really bought into it and executed um, and we really flustered them on the defensive end and their team that you know they were the leading leading scoring team in the conference coming in I think we held them to a season low in points did a great job rebounding that's another thing that they're really good at is offensive rebounding and so across the board defensively it was probably our best game of the year you know when you factor in the opponent how potent their offense was you know, and offensively, it, it did take us a while to get going in the second half. We really figured some things out and got some easy baskets. And, uh, you know, we're able to control that whole second half. And that's a that's a nice thing to do is, you know, when you control a game like that. It wasn't quite from start to finish, but it was pretty dang close. And something we've struggled with at times this year is having a halftime lead, coming out early in the second half, and letting that team back into the game. So we talked about a halftime. Let's let's just not do that. Let's keep our pedal to the metal here and, and keep playing, keep doing what we're doing. Guys did a great job of that extended the lead to, I think, up to 22 points at our peak. And uh, to get a win like that against a good team, you know, Jamestown came in ranked 21st in the country. Uh, that's a big win. It was big for conference standings, all that stuff. But just to play that well defensively was really encouraging. Yeah, and I could tell sitting at the scorer's table, uh, you guys really had them frustrated on the bench. Uh, even players coming back to the bench, I think, just just were 
kind of dumbfounded at, at how to go about attacking you guys just because of the way you kind of were ready for everything they threw at you. So uh, then fast forward to Saturday, and like we mentioned last week on the podcast, you know, no opponent in the GPAC can be taken lightly, especially when you're going on the road. And as we mentioned before, especially it seems like going down into Nebraska, it seems like w- there's always a game every year where, where somebody gives us a problem. And that was Concordia this year. And uh, like I said earlier, if you would tell me the two scores from last week's games, I would have guessed the 102 to 92 score would have been uh, you and Jamestown. But in fact, that was Concordia. Uh, and they got the best of you guys on Saturday and came away with that win. So Coach, what what do you think factored into Concordia being able to, to take you guys out? You know, it, it, it's a deal where you look at our two games this week and it, they're really polar opposite performances. We came out Wednesday and did a great job from the tip on the defensive side of the ball, and it couldn't have been more opposite yesterday. You know, we, we dug ourselves a 21-4 to hole. I think it was 11 to nothing before we scored. And, you know, there's times where that happens and a team's hitting tough shots. That was not the case. You know, I just I didn't like the energy we played with on the defensive end to start the game, and I, I thought we gave them a lot of easy baskets. And when you give a team easy baskets, confidence soars. And as the game goes on, that basket looks bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, that being said, guys did a really good job after that point of fighting back. You know, we gave up 21 points in the first less than five minutes and only 21 points for the rest of the half then fought back to a point we were we were down two at half actually took a four-point lead early in the second half and I don't know if we ran out of gas what it was but we we struggled down the stretch to get stops Um, again gave up a couple easy baskets and pretty uncharacteristically I think we we left a lot of points out there um, be it from the free throw line or just missing shots in the paint that we normally don't miss you know we still scored 92 points you know and and the reality is we have to be better defensively than what we were yesterday. And you said it, when you go on the road in this league, you got to bring your A-plus performance or, or there's a good chance you're going to get beat. And when you dig yourself a hole on the road, it makes it a heck of a lot harder. You know, and I, I wish I could pinpoint one thing or one reason it was. You know, I, I don't think we had a great practice Friday. Um, but at the same time, We've had not great practices four games before and played really well, you know, so you can't read into that too much. Um, you know, from here now, we have to – you have to learn from these experiences. When you lose a game like that, I think it's a great reminder to our players and, and our team that it doesn't matter where somebody's at in the standings. We play in, if not the best, one of the best leagues in the country, and everybody's really good. And uh, you have to be ready from the get-go. And, and we weren't yesterday, and I think that really hurt us. You know, you could, you could look at a lot of points of the game where, okay, if we would have done this or we would have done that or we would have made this shot or got this stop. But when you're down 21-4, to four, you know, that, that's tough sledding moving forward. So we're going we're gonna to certainly try not to be in that position again. Well, and you've got an extra long period of time here between games, longer than usual anyway, to prepare for your next opponent. Uh, No game this Wednesday, and so you're looking at a game here at the Newman Flanagan Center next Saturday on the 19th against Doan at 4 o'clock. And that'll be the annual Hall of Fame game where we'll be inducting some people into the Briarcliff Hall of Fame, which Kevin will talk about here in just a minute. But, uh, you know, that'll be a, a big game. We'll have some alumni back 
for that game, and, and it's a chance for you guys to get back into your style, get back into what you guys want to do. And so you played down there earlier in the season and won 100-89, to 89, as we've mentioned. That's a tough place to play, too. So what are you going to be doing this week now that you have kind of an extended period of time to prepare for the next opponent? What, what kind of adjustments are you guys going to be looking to make in practice so you can get ready to, to finish off the rest of this GPAC season? Well, first of all, it's a, it actually comes at a pretty good time. Um, you know, it's gonna. We're gonna give the guys a couple days off. You know, Sunday and Monday, and then you know the rest of the week. Still, we're still kind of putting that together how we're gonna approach that. But it's gonna give us a couple days to really focus on ourselves. And you know, again, sometimes when you get in the flow of games, it's Monday. You you work on your stuff. Tuesday, you get ready for an opponent. Thursday, we usually just shoot. And Friday, you're getting ready for an opponent again. And so this week, we're really gonna have some time to to focus on ourselves and and the fundamental basic things we need to be better at and uh, you know there's not a there's not a ton of adjustments you know it's I think sometimes as a coach it's easy to knee-jerk react to losing a game you know but the reality is we're still 15 and 4 and you can't just you can't change everything because you lost a game you know there's certainly some things we need to be better at um, there's some things we need to probably emphasize as coaches more in practice but you know, it's not we're not reinventing any wheels here. We just have to be better at, at what we're doing. You know, in particular on the defensive side. You know, looking at yesterday's game, um, but it's going to be a good chance to, to put some time in. And you know, this time of year, I'm a firm believer that fresh bodies is a is a big thing. And so that's why we're giving the guys a couple of days off. And you know, we're not running two two and a half hour practices this time of year either. It's we try to make sure we get done what we need to get done, but let's get it done in an efficient manner and not be here all afternoon. So that that's how we'll approach it. And then obviously as we get later in the week, we'll start to prepare for Doan. They're a unique, they're a unique team to prepare for. They, they run the triangle offense, which is uh, it's different to prepare for than anything else or anybody else we play. And since we played them last, they played a ton of zone defense as well, which is uh, definitely makes them an outlier in the G pack. Most of us play man to man. And so there's some certain things we'll need to prepare for and be ready for. But uh, I'm looking forward to these next couple days just really focusing on ourselves and, and continually improving. So make sure you get up to campus next Saturday, the 19th, when we play Doan. Uh, women will play at 2, men will play at 4. Like I said, that's the Hall of Fame game. And, Kevin, uh, can you tell us a little bit about who is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year? Yeah, of course, we have uh, three different people who will be inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, this weekend. Those familiar with the men's basketball program should know the name Jim Kriege. Uh, he was a, a 1973 grad, so it's it's been a while since he suited up for the blue and gold. But you know, he he scored 1,385 points for Briarcliff and and just had some phenomenal seasons. Uh, and then the other two players, Paulette Newhaffen, she uh, was a volleyball player and uh, did quite a bit. A 1992 graduate, and then Kelly Steinman, a 1996 graduate who played for the women's basketball team. So we have. Uh, both basketball programs being represented in this year's Hall of Fame class and then the, the women's volleyball team. So really looking forward to that weekend, um, especially with the fact there's a celebration for the 50th year of women's basketball here at the Cliff. So, you know, we had that same celebration for the volleyball team in the fall, and now it's time for the women's basketball team. And I know we, we, we take a lot of pride in the fact that um, Briarcliff had, had those women's sports a lot earlier than other places, which was tough to start because it was tough to find opponents, but uh, it, it was kind of cool that, you know, here at the cliff, they were kind of ahead of the game, so to speak, as far as women athletics. So we'll have a big celebration for 50 years of women's basketball. 
So like I said, make sure you get up here to campus uh, this Saturday. Uh, again, women play at two, men play at four. I think it's going to be a great time. I think we're going to have a lot of alumni here. Uh, it's always it's always great. Coach, what's it? You know, what does the Hall of Fame game mean for the guys? Just when they know that there's going to be people back, especially uh, when an alum of the program is being honored. You know, what's it mean for the group to go and play in front of a, a crowd who's here? You know, obviously for the game, but also to celebrate the history of the program. Well. I think our guys take a lot of pride in, you know, obviously playing at Briar Cliff, but I think they also take a lot of pride knowing that they are here carrying on a tradition and a history that's unlike a lot of other places. And so when we have a game where a lot of our alums are here, whether they're young, old, or anywhere in between, I think the guys get fired up for that. And, uh, you know, when one of our own is going into the Hall of Fame, I think that's a great thing. And, and Jim Kriege was really one of the first great players Briar Cliff had. You know, I think he played on Coach Nackey's first couple teams. He was leading scorer a couple years, leading rebounder for a couple years as well. And so it's always great to see our alums recognized. And, um, you know, so I, I think our guys will be jacked up for it, and I, I hope we have a great alumni presence here on Saturday. So we're going to try something a little bit different this week. Kevin dug out some stats, uh, and he brought those today, but none of the rest of us know what statistics he has. And I don't think they're necessarily from this season. Is it – Kevin, are we going to be talking stats from all time in the program, or what do you have for us? Because what we're going to be doing is he's going to say a number or a statistic, and we are going to guess what it is that he's talking about. To make things easy first time around, these, these will just be this, this season in regards to the team, so should be a little bit easier for you. Okay, all right. So uh, I think the rules are pretty easy. Again, you'll say the number. The rest of us will guess what you're talking about. Go ahead. What's the first one? We're going to start with uh, nine. Not a nice even nine. I'm gonna go with games in which we've had a thirty point scorer. That's too high. Actually it might not be. I'm gonna guess games that we have made twelve or more three pointers. Not hearing a, a guess from coach, but I'll just give it to you. Nine is the number of different players with at least one game of double digit scoring. Nine different oh, coach, wow. I, I kinda want you to kind of talk a little bit about that when you have that many guys that on any given night can can give you that kind of points that's got to be a nice little luxury yeah it is and having balance offensively it gives us a lot of options um it it makes us hard to guard I think I think it's also a credit to our guys being pretty unselfish and and always looking for that hot hand if if one guy has it going we're going to try to keep feeding that guy so it's it's a credit to our guys and and how they play and how they share the basketball with each other what do you got next Kevin all right, we'll jump to the next one. 2.16. 2.16. I'm going to go with Bobby's cumulative grade point average since he started at Briarcliff University. That's, that's being a little high, I think. That's... I'm going to say the Briarcliff Chargers offensive assist to turnover ratio. I'm going to say blocks per game. I think that's too high for us, but I'm gonna, that's my guess. I also thought that would be too high, but that is accurate. Blocks oh. per game. I... Honestly, I wasn't sure if it would be up to one, but congrats, Coach. The guys are really working at it. I guess we, we do have a couple sneaky shot blockers. Um, you know, Jackson Lamb, Jay Wolf, Austin Ropeman. Strangely, Ethan Friedel has a couple blocks on the year, and Sammy Green did have a game with three blocks this year, so he might have helped that average a little bit too. All right, this next one, I will accept one of two answers. The number is four. The answer will be the number four. Well, we've lost four games at this point. That's my guess. And I'm going to say the number of days into the new year it took for me to totally abandon my healthy eating resolution. 
Well, Gall, you were you were somewhat accurate in that this was going to to give you a little bit of guff. Four, and for those of us in the studio can see, four would be the number of color options on the favorite pen for Matt Gall when keeping a scorebook. And, and I, I bring this up because for everyone who's been to our home basketball games, what's in your wallet is kind of a fun game to play at halftime. And, and at one point, I was going to have the answer be a pen with multiple colors of ink. And I thought, okay, I don't know. No one's going to have that. Nobody in the world still uses one. Only to realize that our very own Matt Gall uses a, a pen that has four different color options for the color ink. The other option that I would have taken for an answer is there have been four different players on this year's team that have scored at least 30 points in a game, mm. which I, I thought nine hitting 10 was impressive, but four different guys have made it to 30 points in a game. To be fair, that pen isn't mine. That's university property. Uh, I just started using it but it, it is cool it's one of those old retro 90s pens with the four colors that you can click up and down so i'm sure the people sitting next to me get awfully annoyed by me continually changing the color during the game all right and then the last one that i have um the answer is going to be an estimated 3.4 this is an estimation for a number of 3.4 that's probably our team gpa first semester the correct answer is based on my personal estimation. I think I registered a 3.4 on the Richter scale during one of the dunks against Jamestown. I don't know who it was, but I was trying to write the game story for the women's game. And all of a sudden, I swear, some stuff on my desk in my office started to shake. And the Newman Flanagan got rocking. And I'm, I have the stream open, and I hear a little bit of a delay. And I hear uh, JB's call saying somebody with a big dunk. And I thought... Do, do I have the right game or and then wouldn't you know it I think we had a couple more so a little bit of a an unusual night for Dunk City here at the Newman Flanagan yeah with Borhave it seems like every time he gets the ball down there he's looking to get two and above the rim and I think that a couple times I think he was more open than he thought he should be and it kind of got in his head a little bit but yeah it's nice to have a guy who can just put it down like that yeah you know we've talked with him a couple times this year about being more aggressive attacking the rim like that you know and I, I've actually watched a couple different film clips of Matt Berg with him you know and they're certainly not the same player but when Matt got the ball around the basket he just attacked the rim and uh, that's something you know Kyle has that ability and you know he had a great second half against Jamestown obviously on Wednesday night all right good stuff Kevin and and that's going to bring us to the shout outs portion of the podcast and before we do shout outs uh, we didn't have any listener questions this week uh, so we need to start building up that queue again so make sure you get on Twitter and go to at BC Buckets cast or shoot us an email at BC Buckets podcast at gmail.com we still got several episodes to go through the rest of the season so uh, we need to get those questions in so please get out there start sending those into us so that way we can uh, fill up this portion of the podcast. Now let's go into shout-outs. Kevin, I think you said you had one to start us off. Yeah, I want to give a big uh, shout-out to Jackson Lamb. Uh, and this actually stems from uh, when I was at the, the uh, Holiday Classic taking photos of the women's basketball team playing. Mark Freund came up to me. And for those of you that aren't familiar, Mark Freund was with KTIV Channel 4, one of the local sports guys. And um, he, he moved on, and he's, he's moved to a station in Des Moines. And so the last Briarcliff event that he covered was the Holiday Classic for our girls playing. And, and he actually came up to me and specifically told me a story about how he, he was shocked that Jackson Lamb came up to him and gave him a pretty heartfelt goodbye and he'd miss him later or, you know, miss him and wished him the best of luck. And, 
And Mark just looked at me. He said, hey, you know, I've had a lot of different people wish me well, thank me for their time here. But he goes, Jackson came over and spent a good two or three minutes chatting with me. And he said it was probably the most sincere that he had heard from anybody who, who gave him well wishes. So a uh, big shout out not only to Mark Freund, good luck to him in Des Moines, but also a big shout out for, to Jackson for uh, stepping up and doing that. And, you know, as someone who obviously works with, with sports media, I love the fact that our players appreciate that. And the fact that Jackson would do something like that is pretty awesome. Hey, I got an easy one this week. You know, shout out to Bobby and Kevin rejoining us after about a two-month hiatus from the podcast. I'm going to give a shout out to everybody who signed up for Lunch with the Chargers, which is coming up this week on the 18th at M's on 4th. Uh, Lunch with the Chargers is a great event, a great fundraiser for the university. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people who participate and get involved and, and will be down there this upcoming Friday. So uh, thanks to everybody who supports BCU and BCU Athletics through the Lunch with the Chargers event. Uh, I don't know if there's still tickets available, but uh, if, if you haven't got signed up, I bet if you make a call, they might be able to squeeze you in. And I have a shout out, and I think it's fitting that last week we had Michael Collison on. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out this week to his brother who announced yesterday he was going to be the first ever retired player in the Oklahoma City Thunder organization. So uh, to get his number in the rafters, I think that was pretty cool. So shout out to uh, Nick Collison and then uh, Michael Collison. So for uh, you, Michael Collison, obviously I had to give that shout out. So shout out to the Collison family. All right, so we're going to keep it short and sweet this week. We kind of had a long episode last week, so we're going to try to average things out here. So uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Again, make sure you get your listener questions sent into us on Twitter at, at @bcbucketscast or to our email address at bcbucketspodcast at gmail.com. On behalf of Bobby, Kevin, and Coach Figuera, I'm Matt. We'll talk to you later.